Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Optimal Living Advice, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is episode 312. I'm your host, Greg Audino, and I'm glad to be back with you once again as we turn towards another question from one of your fellow listeners and seek to provide guidance and support with whatever it is that they're going through. Now, today we're going to be focusing a lot on communication, as the asker is wondering how much of their own mental health can be repaired simply by communicating differently. Very, uh, very interesting topic. So let's start things off and optimize your life. I've been listening to the show for a while, and I love how much communication comes up. It's led to me paying more attention to how I communicate with others, and I had an aha moment recently. Not a very good one, though. That's what I want to ask you about. For as long as I can remember, I've struggled with self-respect. I find it a hard thing to really notice in daily life, but I'm starting to see how glaringly obvious it is when I'm communicating with just about anyone. The truth is that it's so incredibly rare for me to speak up for what I want. Everything is always about what others need and making their lives easier, and unfortunately, this makes it easier for me to resent people sometimes. But is this something that I can change about myself from the outside in? Can talking to people in a different way be enough to help me improve my level of self-respect? Okay, great to hear from you, Asker. And I love that the show has helped you to be more observant of yourself like this and is getting you thinking a bit more practically, uh, it sounds like. I really enjoy this question a lot. And, um, you know, that outside-in approach is something that I've always found extremely interesting when it comes to self-healing. A general note on that to start, I think that this idea of inside-out healing is a lot more applicable at certain times than others. To, to deliberately change maybe our language or our actions in a way that we believe reflects a healthier mindset, even if we haven't cultivated one yet in actuality, and rely solely on that behavior change to rewire our brains. That's not something I can claim to know the full effectiveness on in regards to all mental health concerns, but it's definitely an approach that can be experimented with in many cases, especially if it's paired with a level of self-acceptance and an understanding that it is, at first at least, a tactic, as opposed to thinking that you've somehow been cured or undergone massive interchange simply by trying some new behavior on for size. Anyway, with that aside, Asker, I think that your question provides a really good opportunity to talk about the four communication styles. Uh, which have not come up yet in any of our episodes, but also aren't going to be particularly shocking to you when you hear them, if I'm being honest. The way we communicate is really closely tied to our levels of self-respect. So I think it would be helpful to talk about these communication styles, as I said, uh, what they say about our respect for ourselves and others, and you can consider then what it might be like to change how you communicate on the surface. So, First, and most importantly for today, we have passive communication, which Asker is likely the category you feel you fall under most of the time. Passive communication usually consists of what you said, being indirect, putting others' needs first, not asking for what you want, making a lot of sacrifices, sometimes consciously, sometimes not. And, you know, it's, it's tough because this can feel like a really great thing to be doing because we're respecting others. 
And maybe we feel as though we're also sharpening our own skills when it comes to non-attachment and going with the flow. And these benefits are not untrue, but that doesn't mean that they don't come with their ghosts. Resentment would be one of them, like you mentioned. And this can definitely be bred from uh, a lack of self-respect and only perpetuate it further. Where it comes from is often being raised under circumstances in which you might have gotten in trouble for speaking up or told that your feelings didn't matter. Um, I, think you're, I think I'm painting the picture here for you. Next, there is aggressive communication, which uh, is the total opposite, as you might have guessed. So that would be enforcing your ideals so hard that it isolates you in a different way. Rather than feeling isolated because you never show up for yourself, aggressive communicators are usually like physically isolated. Many people don't feel emotionally or physically comfortable with them because aggressive communicators are always taking control from others rather than being the ones to give up control for themselves, like passive communicators would be. Of course, this also stems from deep insecurity, but in a different way. It's usually insecurity that revolves around, you know, not being able to manage life when it's not delivered on their terms. Um, So, then you mix them together, and uh, you have passive-aggressive communication. We've We've all heard that. While aggressive communication showcases predominantly self-respect and passive communication showcases predominantly respect for others. So this passive aggressive communication doesn't achieve either. This is the more sheepish communication when you're aware of your frustrations, but you don't express them directly. You know, it's often a lot of sarcastic comments or comments made behind the backs of others. It's really cyclical. It's very unhelpful. Arguably, I guess, the most destructive style of the four but then the sweet spot, that fourth style, is assertive communication. And that's, that's what we're after here. That's what everyone's supposed to be after, I guess. Assertive communicators are able to ask what they want, but not in a way that demeans others. And ask her, I hope this is when your ears are perking up. People who communicate assertively are able to remain cognizant of their needs as well as the needs of others. They can compromise well. You get the picture. And it's a really beautiful thing because there's the respect for others that you already have in addition to the self-respect that you yearn for. So that being said, if you have a history of low self-respect and passive communication, being assertive can feel really foreign to you at first. And you've probably tried to be assertive and know exactly what I'm talking about. You may feel as though you aren't allowed to do this or that you're actually being aggressive by simply showing up for yourself, even if it's a really minor request. You may be putting yourself at the center of other people's emotions and managing their feelings too much, assuming that they are like you and will also feel condemned by you speaking up for yourself. Some people you interact with who have a bad habit of not taking responsibility for their own feelings might even say this to you, unfortunately. Um, And we can sit here talking about it, And we can know that none of that would be valid, again, while we're just discussing it neutrally, but we both know, a lot of people know, it's really hard to feel that way uh, in the moment. So for that reason, I do think that it'll be most helpful for you to probably speak with a counselor about your deeper relationship with self-respect. But I also think that actively leaning into an assertive communication style uh, can indeed be a great and appropriate outside-in strategy for you. So how can we do that? Well, internally, 
you'll probably find it helpful to not just reflect on your own values, but also sit with the fact that you are allowed to have them and you need to live by them if you expect to stay in good mental health. This means being patient not only with what they are, but also how they might have come to be and ultimately learning that you can't afford to apologize for them or cast them aside. So think critically about what you care about, how you might have stifled it up to this point, including being overly accommodating to what you believe others want, and how doing so, frankly, can no longer be an option. And then externally, take your time and trust that part of the growing pains will be getting better at this slowly over time. It's going to be very challenging to just flip the card right away. So start by making small adjustments in low-risk scenarios. Can you be more assertive about something that you know is really unimportant to somebody else? Can you be more assertive with someone who you can really trust, somebody you trust wants the best for you and will celebrate you taking this step for yourself? Can you even script some of these confrontations, if you even want to call them that, ahead of time? This muscle needs to be strengthened like any other. So consider how to give it consistent but not overbearing exercise. And over time, look to challenge yourself a little more and a little more. And barring any particularly serious trauma surrounding your self-respect, which again can be simultaneously addressed with a counselor, you should find yourself building momentum and having an easier and easier time asserting yourself in a way that's not only healthy for you, but also healthy for those around you. Okay, and best of luck to you, Asker. I hope this episode was helpful to you and that it didn't feel too much like a day in school. And as always, I'm hoping the same for you listeners today. This show definitely cannot operate at its best if it doesn't get you thinking as well. So with that being said, if you do have any feedback or tips on how you would like to see the show improve, you can email them to me at advice at oldpodcast.com, advice at oldpodcast.com. That is, of course, where you can send any of your own questions as well, questions about life struggles that you might be looking for help with here on the show and would like to see made into an episode. Don't be shy. You guys know how much I love hearing from all of you. That is going to do it for today, though, everyone. Many thanks to you, as always, for being here and giving us your time. Enjoy your weekend, everybody, and I look forward to talking with you again on Monday. That's where your optimal life awaits.